0: Hey Penny Droppers, it is Penny Terry here and I have a feeling that today's episode is going to be a two-parter, but I'm not sure yet because it kind of depends what happens next. Right now I'm sitting in my car in the car park of my doctor's surgery, which is also an urgent care centre, so an alternative to an emergency department at a hospital, and I was also here just four days ago. Now clearly I'm fine. But I did do myself a very pathetic yet very painful injury. (laughs) I seriously stubbed my big toe. (laughs) I know I feel stupid just saying it. And in the process, and I feel like I need to do a warning here, uh, in the process I ripped my entire nail out of the nail bed and significantly broke the toe as well. So there was no mucking around when I stubbed this. It was a good effort, both super gross and super annoying. And one of the things that I love to do, as you'll know, is to listen in and be really present and really curious when I'm having important conversations with people. And then afterwards, I have a think about how I feel that conversation went and then try and decode what made it work or what made it not work. And as I was having a chat with the doctor, she was clearly very empathetic. I was feeling silly being there and doing the injury and she expertly let me know that she knew it hurt And also that it was the right decision for me to come in and have it looked at by a doctor because I was feeling a bit unsure about whether or not it was an urgent care type situation. So big tick for her on the empathy box and that stuff that I talked about in last week's episode about showing why it was important to me. But it was what happened next that also got a big tick. As she looked at my toe, which, you know, took a fair bit of skill just to look at it, She was assessing to see if it was broken or not. We couldn't really tell. She was kind of feeling along the joint. And I said, is there really anything you can do for a broken big toe anyway? Is it worth knowing if it's broken or not? And she said, well, no, we can't put it in a cast. But if we do get it x-rayed, what it will do now is give you peace of mind because you'll know. But what it will do for us is it will help us know how to strap it. And in the future, that'll have a big impact on how it heals because I've seen so many patients who get into trouble with toes that they are broken years ago because they didn't look after them in those early weeks. Now, what was so cool about this is she told me why it was important to work out if it was broken now. So that's the urgency bit, but also in the future. There's some really cool research done by the Frameworks Institute in the States by someone called Nathaniel Kendall-Taylor. And in this case, it was done specifically about how people respond to information that's given to them about how to look after children in the early years, so pregnancy to four. And what he found is that timeframe is a really important frame and will impact how people take on that information. He says that if we only talk about benefits in the future, then it's not enough, really, as our brains prefer immediate gains to distant ones. But then again, if we only talk about benefits now, then it doesn't seem very significant. So in the second step of my conversation framework, making sure you can articulate why this thing you're talking about is important to someone else is a really important bit. I chatted about that last week, getting through the fog. But you'll get even more traction if you can highlight why it's important now and into the future. Speaking of the future, I'm going to be talking to you again because now I'm about to go back inside for a checkup (laughs) and um, I've got a feeling that something else is going to happen in there that might be useful to share, but we'll see. So, let's go. Okay, so, I'm sorted. I had the wound redressed. And the most important bit, though, for you is that thing that I thought would happen did happen, which I'm really excited about. Otherwise, I really would let you down. So... When we're forming this connection and we're trying to get strong connections in our conversations, it's really important to establish why this is important. So showing that urgency and empathy. But I think there's another bit, and that's about establishing who the people in the conversation are. And I guess this is about trust. I think there's two bits that come into that. And one of them is about who they are, so literally who they are. And the other bit is about how they are in that conversation. And I think I'll get to the how they are bit next episode. But if we just look at the who they are, this stuff's really important in a doctor's surgery. So a good example, you can imagine just then I got out of the car after talking with you. I wandered up and I went straight to the front desk where I said who I was. So my name and then the person at the desk... Asked me my full name, my date of birth and address just to establish exactly who I was. Sat in the waiting room for a little bit. Then a nurse came down, called my name. I wandered down. Now, you've been through this before. As I was walking down, she explained to me her job so that she was a nurse. Uh, So I'm knowing that she is a medical professional and what her job was today as she led me into one of those kind of blue vinyl beds that move up and down, curtain was closed. So what's happening here is she's really establishing credibility. So the first bit about who they are is credibility. Having a bit of a chat about this ridiculous (laughs) injury, uh, she takes the dressing off and says, I better just wait for the doctor to come in before I decide what to do next. So the doctor pops her head in behind the curtain And it's my doctor. So I know her. We have a bit of a good chat. It's like, how did you do this? Was it at work? How's work going? What's going on here is she's establishing trust through familiarity. So we already know each other. So the job's not that big to create a bit of trust. So doctor suggests a few things, she wanders out and it's back to the conversation between me and the nurse. And we were talking more about what I'd done and how ridiculous it was. And then she explained to me that she actually broke her toe a couple of years ago, didn't do anything about it. And then a little while later, she stubbed it again and managed to muck it up and re-break it. (laughs) So she knew exactly how painful it was. Now, what was going on here is there was a bit of extra trust created because she was showing the similarity. So there's credibility, familiarity, and similarity, all really important ways to establish who we are and why we can be trusted. Now, there's a big body of research that's done every year by a PR firm in the United States called Edelman's, and they look at who we're trusting And who we're not and how that changes throughout the years. Now, every year it changes a little bit as to whether or not we're trusting the media, governments, not-for-profits, businesses, but it also looks at the people that we trust. And some of the things that are pretty stable are we trust experts. Now, it's dropped a little bit recently, but it's still up there as one of the most trusted people. So if you can show you're an expert and establish your credibility, that's one thing that will give you trust. It also shows that we trust friends and family or relationships within our control, they call it. So that is sort of like anyone we know, people who are familiar to us, so familiarity. And then the third thing that's pretty constant that comes up in these trust surveys is we tend to trust people like us. So this is what I put under similarity. So for example, new parents trust new parents, travellers trust other travellers, consumers trust other consumers, which is why reviews work really well. So credibility, familiarity and similarity. If you can touch on one of those reasons early in your conversation, then you're giving people a reason to trust you just by showing who you are. The other bit, if you can't tick any of those boxes, is how you are. And I'm going to talk about that one in the next episode because right now I've got to get back to work. And for anyone who's wondering, it is my left foot. I drive an auto, so I'm still very safe to drive. I'll talk to you next week.